Good morning. Great to see you. You seem like a long way away, but we'll, um, we'll go with it. Uh, my name's Nigel. For those of you who don't know me, great to see you this morning. If you're new, again, just want to say you're so welcome. Um, we are in a series which we've been doing for a little while, <clears throat> excuse me, which we've called Encounters with Jesus. So we're just going through different Gospels, finding people who encounter Jesus and saying, what happened when those people encountered Jesus? What, what was the impact on their lives? What happened in that moment? And saying, we want to, uh, our desire is to encounter Jesus in the same way and to know just the impact of him in our lives. And so this morning, I want to look at um, Jesus's encounter with Nathaniel, which comes at the beginning of John's gospel, very early on when, um, thank you, um, just as Jesus is calling his first disciples in various different ways, I, I love this encounter with Nathaniel and the way that Jesus calls him. And I just want to speak for a few minutes from that, and then I'd love to, uh, for us to pray for one another as well this morning. So let's read from John chapter 1. As I say, so John the Baptist has been talking about Jesus. He's been um, preparing the way, if you like, for Jesus. That becomes in the first part of John chapter 1. And then he kind of points his disciples, the people who have been following him, he points them to Jesus. He says, it's not about me. It's all about, <clears throat> it's all about Jesus who is coming and then Jesus begins to call people to himself, and people begin to see him and begin to start to follow him. And we're going to pick it up at uh, verse 43. This is John chapter 1. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him and said of him, behold, an Israelite indeed in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, how do you know me? Jesus answered him, before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus answered him, because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree. Do you believe? You'll see greater things than these. And he said to him, truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the son of man. And Father, I just want to pray this morning that you would just continue with us. I pray that you would stir our hearts this morning. Lord, I pray that you would speak to us from your word. Lord, I thank you that there is power in your word. And Lord, just as you saw Nathaniel and you called him, Lord, would you call us this morning? Would you draw us into your purposes afresh this morning? Lord, would you activate us and pull us into all that you're doing in this day, Lord? Father, we want to pray that you would be at work in us by your spirit this morning. Lord, we open ourselves. Let's just welcome the Holy Spirit, each of us where we are. This is not a spectator sport. This is about us 
being open to what God wants to say to us and what he wants to do with us this morning. So let's each of us just welcome the Spirit, Holy Spirit, we say, would you come and speak to us? Would you come and stir our hearts? Would you come and change us? Would you come and be at work in us? Lord, what is it that you want to say to us individually this morning? Come, Holy Spirit, we welcome you. For your glory, Lord Jesus, in this body, let your kingdom come. In my life, Lord, let your kingdom come. I pray for your glory, Lord Jesus. Amen. So, a few quick things this morning from Jesus' encounter with Nathaniel. This is all about seeing. That's the theme. And the first bit of seeing that I want to pick up on this morning is Jesus saying to Nathaniel, I saw you under the fig tree. I love this encounter with Nathaniel because Nathaniel comes across as so kind of honest and real, doesn't he? The first statement that he makes is kind of a bit of a cynical one, really. Um, Because he's been told that Jesus is from Nazareth, and his first comment is, well, like anything good's going to come from there. And the fact that we kind of start there with this honest cynicism from Nathaniel, I love that. I love that we get the real person. And I love that when Jesus looks at him, he says, Nathaniel, before, before you even knew about me, before you realized that anyone was talking about me, before, you, before anyone called me to your attention, I saw you, Nathaniel. When you were sitting under the fig tree, you didn't know anything. You didn't know what was coming next, but Nathaniel, I saw you. And that's the first thing that I want us to let sink into our hearts this morning, really. It's a totally different setting here. We we might not be sitting under a fig tree, but Jesus says to each one of us this morning, whatever your circumstance, whatever it is that you've been going through in life, whatever is happy, whatever you're carrying, whatever is in your mind this morning, whatever you think your priorities are, I saw you. I've seen you. I've been watching you. Whatever your name is, I've, I've seen you, Jesus says. You see, so often I think that we scrabble around trying to work out what's going on in life, what we should do next, what it is that's important, uh, how life works, And often, I think we need to stop and realize that Jesus already has seen what's going on, that he's already writing a story. That actually, before he says to the prophet Jeremiah, doesn't he, before you were born, I knew you. Before you had anything to do with me, before you had any comprehension of who I was, I saw you, I chose, actually, I created you, I chose you before even you were born. Before you were formed, I chose you. For purpose. I chose you to be part of what I'm doing. I chose you to have a part in my story, God says. And that's the beautiful thing about Jesus' encounter with Nathaniel is before Nathaniel knew anything about Jesus, Jesus knew everything about him. Amen? And that's true of each one of us because often we find ourselves in circumstances and we think, well, I'm not quite sure what's going on here. I'll see if I can find God in this. I'll see him. If I can work out what's going on, but Jesus says to us, no, no, I know exactly what's going on. 
I saw you when you were over there. I saw you when you were under this. I saw you when you were in this circumstance. I saw you when you were struggling over there and felt like God, that, that God was a million miles away. I saw you when you had that big decision to make and you, you, thought, you felt like you couldn't hear my voice. I saw you. And I believe that that should give us so much confidence. So often I feel like we think that the story of our lives begins with us. We live from ourselves outwards, as it were. But the reality is that the story of our lives starts with Jesus. And the invitation is to join into the story of Jesus, to join into what he's doing, because he's seen us already. He's chosen us. He's set us apart for purpose. He loved us with an everlasting love before we even knew who we were, before we even started thinking about him. I saw you. Whoever you are this morning, Jesus says, I saw you. I see you now. I see what's going on. And I just think this is such a releasing and amazing thing if we can get hold of this, that actually it doesn't all begin with us. I don't know, has anyone seen, we watched last week the film Soul, has anyone seen Soul? Bit of a, yeah, good. Who likes it? Bit of a, it's a bit of an odd movie, really, isn't it? Great music, but very weird. It's all about these little cartoon souls that go around trying to discover their purpose. But really, the bigger, I guess the story is this kind of scrabble that we have in life to kind of work out what our purpose is or what it, <clears throat> to find, if you like, to find a spark that makes life worthwhile or that, uh, that kind of makes uh, things work out or that gives us fulfillment and purpose. And it's complicated and it's difficult. And I think, I think Jesus wants to cut through all of that and say, before any of that, I saw you. I knew you. Actually, I created you just as you are. I've got plans for you. I've got purposes. I want you to be part of what I'm doing. I want you to experience the fullness of life with the one who is life itself. Amen? And I, I think sometimes it's, we just need to sit down and go, Jesus, you saw me before. You knew me. You chose me. You loved me. And you know what I think that, that does? I think it, it means that we get to be, that you get to be you and I get to be me. Because he knew beforehand. We're not trying to fit somebody else's pattern. We're not find, trying to fit into somebody else's mold or, or, or live up to somebody else's standards around us. And we do that a lot, don't we? I think the reality is we might express it in all sorts of different ways. But a lot of us at different points of life go through life with that question, am I really good enough? Is that just me? It's true though, isn't it? But if we can get into our hearts and our heads that before we started thinking any of those things, before we started to work out where we fit in this world, Jesus came to us and said, I saw you. I knew you. I chose you. I wanted you. I love you. That is a very releasing thing. It means you get to be you. Amen? You know, Jesus doesn't have favorites. Did you know that? I think sometimes we feel like Jesus has favorites. We, um, 
We had a dog to stay a couple of weeks ago. I won't, I won't reveal her name. Some of you might know her. I don't expose her. Um, but she had favorites in our house. It was difficult because I wasn't the favorite. And Joel wasn't the favorite. It was the, it was the girls. For some reason, I don't know, she was just, I think she's sexist. <laughs> but she absolutely loved Helen. And when Helen came in the door, she was so excited. Eve, maybe nearly as much. Do you feel like you were... Higher? No, you weren't higher. Helen was definitely the favorite. But me and Joel, oh my goodness, we really had to work for the attention. We had to, uh, and it just never, never was quite the same really, was it? No, we never, we, we never really made it. I mean, there was, a, you know, towards the end, there was a bit, there was a bit of, there was a bit more of a reaction, but it was, we were, it's, you know, it's never like that with God. It's never like that with Jesus. Amen? He saw you. He loved you. We can get into that. We, I think because of the way we live, because of our culture, because of expectations, because we're always comparing with people around us, we can get confused. But no, he saw you before you even knew who you were, before you even started thinking about yourself. He saw you. I saw you. Amen? The other thing it means is that <clears throat> the story, you see, the story of your life started with him. It didn't start with you. Which means that it's his problem to bring it to completion. It's his problem to work things out. He chose you. It means he's going to carry on. He's not going to suddenly abandon you at this point. You know, some of us feel like maybe we don't know where God's gone. What's he doing right now? But no, he, he, it began with him. He saw you before you were even interested in him. And so he's not going to abandon you at this point. He knows what he's doing. He's working out his purposes in love. We can't see the whole picture. Amen? He saw you. And the second thing is this. There's an invitation. And Philip gives the invitation to Nathaniel here about coming with Jesus. And he says, come and see. And you know, that is the invitation to us, to each of us, actually. But maybe some people in particular this morning, that Jesus says, come and see. There's an invitation to come and see who Jesus is. Because actually, he's the one, we've just celebrated it with communion. He's the one who brings life where there is death. He's the only one who can deal with our separation from God, our walking away from God, our rebellion from him, our creator and maker. Jesus actually is the only one. He stood in our place, took the punishment that should have been ours, made a way for us to have relationships with God and to live in the fullness of life. To have the promise of eternal life, to have the promise of life with God from whom all good things come. And the invitation is not to come and do church, it's not to come and be religious, it's not to come and meet certain standards. It's not to come and be like somebody else. The, the invitation is only to come and see Jesus. Amen? And we make it so complicated sometimes. But the invitation to, to you this morning is come and see who Jesus is. Forget about the rest. We, we actually, as Christians, we, we don't have that much else to offer, to be honest. We sometimes dress it up like we do, but what we've really got to offer is Jesus. 
He's the one who has life, who is life. He's the way, the truth, the life. And the invitation is come and see Jesus. The invitation maybe this morning is just to call out to Jesus and say, will you show me yourself? Will you show me who you are? If you're real, will you reveal yourself in some way? Will you show me something that displays who you are? The invitation is come and see who Jesus is. But I think there's an invitation beyond that this morning as well to others of us who already know Jesus. But, you know, for whatever is going on in life, we're kind of under a metaphorical fig tree, right? So Nathaniel was sitting under a fig tree. And there was this invitation, come and see Jesus. And that fig tree, it, as I think about this, and as I was thinking about this passage, I'm like, there's all sorts of things in life which are like that fig tree that we sit under. And it's, it's kind of comfortable. And we watch life going by. And maybe it's not too threatening or not too challenging. Or it might be circumstances that kind of cover over us. But there's an invitation, I believe, in this moment as we as we move on past the pandemic and all that's gone on in the last couple of years to say, come and see what Jesus wants to do with us. And it's not to come back and build church and it's not to come and make everything work like it did before and be on a rotor or be involved in something to fill up our diaries. Actually, it's come and see what Jesus wants to do in this moment. I believe there's a moment where Things are to be simplified back down to that encounter with Jesus, which is why I love this Nathaniel story. That Jesus says to us, I, saw, I see you. I see the thing that you've been through. I see how the last few years have affected you. I saw you. I saw the struggle at different points. I saw the things that you've grappled with, the things that you're struggling with now where, it doesn't, where there doesn't seem to be a breakthrough that you're looking for. I've seen all that, but... <clears throat> the answer is never to do more or to try and work it out ourselves. The answer is to come, come and see Jesus. Come and see. To be with him. To enjoy his presence. To communicate with him. To connect with him. In whatever way that works for us. To, to spend time to pray. To ask him to break in. It's not about the other trappings. It's about coming to him. And there's a promise, and this is the third part, there's a promise that comes with that. And this is what Jesus says to Nathaniel. He says to him, well, the interesting thing is he kind of says, it didn't take much to convince you who I am. Don't settle for, so, for such a little thing in some ways, doesn't he? You believe just because I said that I saw you, that you knew something about me before that, that I knew something about you before you, you encountered me? You believe because of that? You are going to, basically, paraphrase of Jesus' words, you are going to see a whole lot more than that. There's a whole lot more than that, than that that's on offer. There's a whole lot more than that that I want to invite you into. And I believe absolutely that that is what Jesus would say to us at this moment. That actually, we've settled very quickly. We've settled we can settle very easily, but Jesus says, in me, there's a lot more that I want to do. And he makes this allusion back to the story which we can read in Genesis chapter 28. It's the story of Jacob <clears throat> when he was on a journey and lay down in the desert and had this dream of angels ascending and descending on a ladder to heaven. 
And Jesus at this encounter with Nathanael refers back to the story of Jacob. And he says, in the same way, you're going to see angels descending and, and ascending on me, Jesus says. Now, of course, that's true because Jesus is the place where life comes from. That's, Jesus is the place in the gospel where sins are forgiven and so life comes. But I believe there's more than that. That actually is an invitation to the more of the kingdom. It's an invitation to, to the supernatural. Angels descending and ascending from heaven is a picture of all the fullness of Jesus' kingdom breaking in on earth. And Jesus says, don't be, don't, yes, absolutely know that I saw you and that I love you and have absolute security in that, but I want to invite you into the more of the kingdom. You will see a whole lot more than you can ever imagine right now. And I believe that is Jesus' invitation to us. It's not about doing lots of things, but it is about believing who Jesus is. He is the point at which heaven breaks in on earth. He is the point at which the kingdom of God, where there is fullness, where everything is good, he is the point, and only in him is the place where that breaks in on earth. Where the lack that we see around us, and boy, do we see that lack in in these days, the lack that we see around us in earth, the emptiness, the need, the confusion, Jesus is the place where the resor- all the resources of the kingdom, all the resources of heaven break in on that. And I believe the invitation is, as we are close to Jesus, as we come close to him, to see more than we've seen before. But that requires a step of faith. That requires us to believe what Jesus says, you will see. I believe that's one of the things about what Colin was talking about, uh, the Saturday, Saturday the 6th of August, when we've got this invitation to do some praying out in Swindon with Highworth Community Church, also putting my hand up and saying, a little bit nervous about this, but I believe it's part, it is part of what God's doing in this moment. He says, look and see what I will do if you believe who I am if we are convinced that he is the place where the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven breaks in to the need of earth. He says there's so much that you will see. But it is out of a foundation of coming close to Jesus. It's out of a foundation of believing that he loves us, that he knows us, that he doesn't have any favorites, that he's seen where we are and what we've been through. But he says, there's so much more that you will see. I don't know how many people were here 15 years ago. Halfway through the life of what is is now Gateway Church. So we're 30 years old this year. But at the halfway point 15 years ago, we had a visit from a prophetic guy called Rob Davey. Does any, was anyone here then? Who was here? And he used this pas- the passage in Genesis 28, Jacob's dream, to speak into us about what God wanted to do with us as a church. And it was about this being a place where heaven, where the, 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 the things of the kingdom would break in on earth. A place of the supernatural, a place where increasingly we would see things that uh, don't happen in the natural 
healings, miracles, uh, but not just those things, but also just kingdom exploits being done amongst us. That this would be a place that, uh, and it was actually very soon after that, that we changed the name. We felt like God told us to change the name. We had been Swindon Family Church to change the name to Gateway. And I think it was linked in with this in the sense that Jesus is the gateway. And one of the ways in which we're to be the gateway was the gateway to the kingdom. So the, the people of God, the house of God, the family of God is where the kingdom of God breaks in on earth. Amen? It's amongst us. That's the truth of scripture says that it is amongst us, amongst us ordinary people, not no different from anybody else, except that we know Jesus, who is the gateway to the kingdom of God, who is the gateway to heaven breaking in on earth. Amen? And there was that invitation, which, uh, and it stuck with me ever since that, that point 15 years ago, that that was what we were called to. And actually, one of the other things uh, that God said to Jacob at that point, and I believe that God would say to us, he said to him, he, that place was called Bethel, house of God. That's where Jacob was. And he said to him, and this is your place. And you know, one of the things that was spoken to us, and it, and it's true now and that God says to us, Swindon is your place. Swindon is what I'm giving you. I'm giving you a part to play in the breaking in of the, of the kingdom in Swindon. Because there's many people in the, in the same way as Nathaniel did that would say, can anything good come out of Swindon? Amen? How many, term, how many times have you heard something along those lines in the past? Or maybe even felt it yourself. That it's not that exciting a place, but God would say to us, and that is the call on us to believe something more for Swindon and its people, because, only because, not because we're anything special, but because Jesus is here, and he is the gateway to God breaking in, to his kingdom breaking in. And I believe there's an invitation in our day to, to allow faith to come afresh for exploits of the kingdom, for faith to come afresh that God will do things amongst us and we will see things as we step out and we believe him, as we come close to him and believe that he's seen us and that he knows us and that he loves us and that we don't have to do anything to prove ourselves, but that as we're with him, that kingdom exploits will come amongst us. That's partly why we want to step out a week on Saturday and say, God, what will you do? You know, over the past couple of weeks, we've seen a couple of healings, haven't we? Babies over the last couple of weeks that we heard testimonies about, Zion and Liliana. And they're just the beginnings. And as we were praying as, as leaders earlier in the week, we we're saying, isn't that, isn't that amazing that God has done those things? We've seen those clear healings happening. But they're, the, they're just the first fruits. And, that, and we don't know the way that God works. And it's not always as we expect. And we might pray in one way, then God might answer in a different way. But I believe there's an invitation to say, right, I'm showing you first fruits, but I want you to press in. I want you to believe me for more. I want you to allow faith to rise up that because Jesus is who we're with, that he will break in, that he will do things that will cause other people to come and see. Amen? So I'd love us to pray. Let's stand together, shall we?
let's just, um, if you're comfortable, let's lift our hands. Let's just invite God to come amongst us. Jesus, we thank you that you've seen each one of us. We thank you actually that that is the very heart of who we are, is the fact that you made us, you chose us, you love us, and that you see us in every circumstance. And all that we go through, all that we're feeling, all that we're thinking, Lord, you see. And we just want to receive that truth right now. You get to be you. Jesus, we thank you that that is the truth, that we get to be who you made us. You were, before we ever thought about you, you knew us, you loved us, you picked us out. We love you, Lord. And Father, we do want to pray that in these days, we would take hold of that, of your statement to Nathaniel, you will see the kingdom breaking in. You will see what is true in heaven, the fullness, some of those things breaking in where there's lack, where there's emptiness, where there's need on earth around you. And Father, we want to be the channels for that breakthrough. Only not because of anything in us, but because of who you are, Jesus. Because you are the gateway to that. You're the one where life is. Come, Holy Spirit, we pray. And Lord, I pray that you would, uh, I pray that you would give deposits of faith this morning across this place. I believe there is a call this morning to those who would, it is a kind of come, come out from under the fig tree call, I guess. I believe that there is a call that says uh, that Jesus is looking for those who will step out and believe him, who, who will step out and believe his you will see in different situations. It might be the thing that, something that feels small to you. It might be in a conversation. It might be when you have an opportunity to pray. It might be when you're talking to, some, to a, someone in your street. It, but I believe there's a call in this moment to step into Jesus's, this is what you will see. who will believe that he is that breakthrough point and that in him, there is more to be seen. And that is as we believe him, that he honors that faith and comes and breaks in and the, the kingdom comes. And I, I just love to invite you, if there's a, I believe there is a call, there's a call to, to boldness this morning. There is a call to go beyond where we've been before. See, sometimes we, we're in a, a comfortable place knowing that Jesus loves us. We're, we're, we're sitting under Nathaniel's fig tree, but there's so much more. And I, I believe there's a call to say, don't settle where you are, but there's steps of boldness in different ways, but different ones of us where Jesus will say, now, come with me and come and see what I will do in this. If that's you, if you say, look, I, yeah, I'd love to respond to that this morning. I'd love to respond, and I'd love to know faith rise in me. 
for those kind of moments where the kingdom breaks in in earth. If that's you this morning, I'd love to invite you just to come. And there's, just, there's, there's nothing magic about the front, but there is, there's something in stepping out. Saying, yeah, Jesus, I, I want to believe. I want to believe that. Believe that you, you are the one where those breakthrough moments happen. It's, only, it's, it's, it's no clever, it's no clever, it's no clever mechanism. It's just being with Jesus because it's him that does it. I believe that God wants to call different ones of us just to, to believe that he's going to do some things amongst us in the days ahead that we haven't seen before. Why don't you come and let's ask God to release faith amongst us in this moment. It may be that you're just in a a time of struggle. And it just feels like you don't even know that Jesus has seen it. And I just believe that he wants to meet with you this morning. That you might know, that you know, that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he has seen you. That, his, that your story began with him. And therefore, he's going to bring it to completion. And therefore, he's not going to let you go in this moment. There are some people in that category this morning And you also need to come and just receive from God because it doesn't feel like you've been seen in this moment and God wants to say to you, I see. If that's you, won't won't you also come?